0: Looking for a vacation that actually feels like a good movie? Well, look no more. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at Cloud9 Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. So pack those bags, but be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival. Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com, Ships Registry, The Bahamas, and Panama. Your spring is about to get a whole lot more power with The Home Depot. Get gas-like power for mowing, trimming, and blowing with the RYOBI 18-volt OnePlus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blower power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force all on one interchangeable battery. Get the cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus system only at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. At Sport Clips Haircuts, they hairdo like no one else hair does. That's because not only is it the home of champion haircuts, but they've also made relaxing and unwinding the name of the game. With the MVP haircut experience, your haircut gets turned up a notch. That's right. Because the MVP is more than just a haircut. It's a spa day for your hair follicles. It's a 7 Pressure point massaging shampoo, along with a perfectly steamed towel, all while your favorite sports play on the TV. You can want it all and have it all at Sport Clips. It's a game changer. Stanley Kubrick made Full Metal Jacket, but if he had the guts to tell the true story of America's militia and the aviation industry, he would have made this movie. We saw a view from the top, so you know what that means.
1: Now it's time. How did this get made? We're gonna have a
2: good time, celebrating failure, not just be a hater. hat, catching anyone. How did this get made? Let's follow in the mediocrity of some bar art. Perhaps we'll find the answer to the question: how did this get made?
0: Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to how did this get made? I am Paul Shear. Uh, and today we are talking about the 2003 Gwyneth Paltrow film, A View from the Top A Movie that she has said is terrible. Um, And (laughs) what do you need to know about this film? Well, uh, it's got a bunch of celebrities in it, from Mark Ruffalo, Christina Applegate, Candace Bergen, Rob Lowe. The list goes on and on. Mike Myers, and it is about a small-town girl who grew up in a trailer park outside of Nevada who decides to chase her dreams into the sky and become a stewardess. Uh, that's about it. She falls in love along the way, but we'll get into it all as soon as I introduce my two co-hosts. Please welcome
1: Jason Manzukis
0: and June Diane Raphael.
1: How are you both? <laughs> and when you started quoting Stanley Kubrick I, for a second, I was like, oh no. Are we on Unspooled? Are we about to are we about to participate in Unspooled and for a for a real moment the way you were setting it up about the militia and stuff yeah. I was like oh no I watched the wrong movie I for sure start I must have started the wrong movie
0: This movie is really interesting to me because The amount of celebrities in it. Like, this is a heyday movie. 2003. Now, I know uh, a big thing about this film. The reason why they say it failed at the box office was because um, it was supposed to come out uh, around 9-11. And uh, that, (laughs) yes. And so uh, they pushed it. They took out a scene of Mike Myers teaching them how to deal with terrorists. and, uh, And they delayed it about two years. So this movie is two
1: years yeah Yeah. i mean that is get rid of it i mean i I, i'm assuming they can't but like you've been given an opportunity get rid of you can't be like we got people gotta see this movie
2: this movie Uh, is i'm gonna say something i disagree (laughs) i enjoyed this movie i I actually thought I had seen it before because I re- in in my mind, I have this image of um, Gwyneth Paltrow in that flight attendants outfit yes. with the hair pulled back and that lip. And so I, I have like seen this before because that image is so clear to me, but I have never seen the actual movie and where it came from. Uh, you're going to give me a plane movie. <laughs> you're going to give me. Female flight attendants. Yeah, you're gonna give me Candace Bergen as as like a as the the ultimate female flight attendant. I, I was riveted.
0: This Mark is so
1: Northfield, interesting I because I, because I have so many June. I love this take. I have so many of the exact points you're making in my notes, but but I keep saying why isn't this interesting? You're gonna give me a movie that has. All of the components that you just ran down, and instead of it being it drawing me in and telling a story that I found compelling, at the end of the day, I kept wondering, What is this movie about? What does Gwyneth Paltrow's character want? Like, what it reminded me of watching it had gave me the same unease as watching what was the movie we did with Jude Law and was it Gretchen Mall? where he falls in love with her as a baby. Oh, god. And then, the, then he comes back. And, this is
2: so much better than that, Jason.
1: The, it felt... The, the two
2: of this them... This has Gwyneth Paltrow and Christina Applegate on screen together oh, for Candace a lot of the movie. And they have a fight scene in which... Great. Loved it. face is like thrown like pushed into a loaf of bread. Like I I <laughs> no. was ah, screaming it was, with delight. Bad. Okay, it's bad. It this is, movie
1: is John Polito's in this movie. George Kennedy's in this movie. I don't understand. We haven't
2: even mentioned Mike
1: Myers. What? I don't understand what's
2: happening. The only thing wrong with this movie is Mike Myers. Okay, well, otherwise just, okay. It's
0: perfect. <laughs> okay, hold on. I want to say a couple things there. First of all, I also share an opinion with Jason that. The sum total of its parts don't make sense. And I would say that it kind of is perfectly encapsulated in a moment where Mark Ruffalo, who's great in this movie and in a different movie, everyone seems to be in a different movie. That may be the issue. The tone is all over the place because there's a part in the movie where Mark uh, orders a small... Mark, are you Mark. guys
1: like best friends? I'm you just gonna Mark. say Mark. Are you yeah, and Mark? I've
2: worked with him, are, and I don't know that are I've you so and, Mark and Should I say his whole podcast? name,
0: the rough man. You have to the rough, <laughs> <laughs> the rough dog. So rough dog says, "I'll have a small cheese pizza with everything on it," and that uh-huh. to me is something that underscores what's wrong with the movie because a small cheese pizza with everything on it is no longer. uh a small cheese pizza. It's a pizza with everything on it. Say, I'll have a small pizza with everything on it. And I feel like, oh wow, now this, what are now this, is uh, this is I something. This is
1: something I'd like to explore. <laughs> wait, what? I'm saying wait. that the oh, awkwardness wait, of that <laughs> order.
0: The awkwardness of that order. <laughs> Is, is the
1: underlying reason
0: why this movie doesn't work because it doesn't Paul, feel like please, it's from
1: this planet. Please don't be on my side.
2: Okay. Paul? <laughs> 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 you just owned him.
1: Uh, I don't know that I, I want him either after that. I was with I, you until you. This was the linchpin. This don't is your linchpin of your theory as because to why the movie doesn't work? It, it is simply. A small
2: cheese it's pizza just with sli- everything on it.
0: It's slightly off. <laughs> it's slightly off, right? You would never you say. You think
2: he should have said, I would like a small everything pizza? Yeah.
0: Like okay. that's what I'm it's saying. It's just. It's just. You never say I'd have a a cheese pizza.
1: Yeah, you're right in the sense that you don't order the base level cheese pizza and right. then start adding toppings. Right. You order. I have a pizza. Like, you don't with, say I'll have a cheese pizza with pepperoni. You right. you say a let's pizza. have a, let's get a pepperoni. And what I'm saying wow. is
0: that when you say it like that, that's what this movie feels like. It just doesn't know exactly what it
1: is. I in don't a feel way. Like, Yes, I agree with you. What you're saying. Is right. I agree. You're back. in. You're back in. Okay. <laughs> I'm back because in your good what you're what you're speaking to is true, which is none of the people feel like they know each other at all. It, like it, they have any like intimate relationship. Even like Ruffalo and his whole like family when they go to Christmas at his family's house. Or uh, right.
2: Uh, I thought for a second that scene was going to turn into like a murder mystery. Well, that's nope. the thing. tone's like, Give me
1: anything else. with steaks. I would I, love I, it. I mean, Kill the grandma. when when Mark Ruffalo shows up,
0: when Rough Dog shows up, the movie changes into this. I actually like their connection. I like this romance. It's I like, oh, but before it, I'm like, is this dumb and dumber? I don't know, because it,
2: I thought it was giving Romeo and Michelle. I, I, thought, thought, so
1: too. Yeah. I thought so, too. You know, so but, but without being fun. Right. Like to me, the to me, the thing was, if it had been a. Uh, uh, a flight attendant movie that has like a kind of almost like a sports movie because they have like training montages. They have if it had had like the the structure of a sports movie where they have to go through the training and be the best to get a placement and their buddies and, and and Candace Bergen is the, you know, the the idol, everybody that they're looking to. Um, I would have loved it. But then it wants to be a rom-com and it wants to also just be about seemingly Gwyneth Paltrow alone.
2: Well, okay. Well, you're totally right. Like, I'm not going to sit here today, not on this day, and debate you there. Like, yeah, it's a mess, you know. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, how about it's this? A mess. But you still had fun, which I get.
2: I really enjoyed it. it goes down I really easy. love watching Gwyneth Paltrow. I oh, enjoyed looking at her. I loved. Well, but, but it.
1: that was part of my problem, which was it is like so immediate from the jump. That she is like so next level beautiful that I couldn't understand why she, what what was holding, what was holding her character? What did she want and what was holding well, her back, I, mean, I guess? She wanted
2: to go to Paris for class. <laughs> oh,
1: babe. But, you know,
0: I mean, here's what I'll say. When it starts off to, you cut to this little girl in a trailer park and at like, she seems five or six in that opening and she goes... I always wanted to leave here. Can you imagine a five year old being like, "I need to get
1: out of my home"? Like that. I seems love like, that though. I do. I'm like on board for that, that a as, old, as a drive. As a drive, as because yeah. he, her her childhood was miserable. I and okay. I liked a lot of the and I think. It's it's a, I think it's off by a matter of degrees. Yes. You know what I mean? I think I would feel very oh. similar to you, June. Very similar. Cause and I think part of my frustration with the movie was was that it was putting forth so many good uh, potential um, movies. Yeah, so yeah. many good potential elements. Uh, or, I mean, the ensemble, as we've said, is like stacked. We haven't even talked about like Josh Molina's in this. How about you know, Mark Blucas? Like, oh my Blukas. God, Josh Molina. Mark Blucas, Josh Molina, uh, Will Bailey from The West Wing, we see you in here. Um, Stacy
0: the... Dash. Oh, Stacy Dash yes, great. Thank you. Unused. But he's like, it, it like Stacy Dash brought me that, like, oh, is this Bring It On? It just didn't have a tone because when Mike Myers comes on and Mike Myers we should do like,
1: an entire last looks episode with all three of us. That's just about the blooper reel. Oh, oh my
0: God. <laughs> I, I mean, well, here's what I'll say. What is so odd they about looked her? Like they had a great time. They did have a, I mean, they look, they did a dance number, which you always know,
1: oh, you know, is, it's a good movie. Why know.
2: wasn't that dance number in the movie? Cause,
0: Cause I feel like that was for the credits.
1: Well, I think they needed both the bloopers and the dance number to make it long enough to qualify as a movie.
0: I'll tell you this much. Just we were asking about <laughs> why is this cast so good? I know for okay. a fact, this movie is a Miramax movie. So I know for a fact. I know. And I thought a lot about that well, while watching isn't okay, so, it. Isn't
1: it like the minute that that credit came up at the top, oh, I was like, shit down my spine.
2: And knowing ugh. Gwyneth was in this, I was like, did he fucking make her do this?
0: Well, like my, my answer okay, to what? that is this. I have done a Miramax movie and I knew that there's a there's one or two very big guest stars in the movie that I did. And the reason that I heard was... Guest uh, stars? Like, uh, like, like the cameos. cameos. Oh, and, okay. um And the thing that I heard was Miramax did this kind of like grab of people and they forced them into these movies because it was like, oh, we had you for this movie, but you didn't ever make it. So now I'm going to pull you in here. So this movie feels to me like... We're we're calling in every one I of agree. our favors. It's like boom, you're in. You're in. You're in. This, you're in, this you're movie
1: in. felt like a Harvey special. Like I'm gonna make yeah, everybody like, do this. Yes. Yes. And I okay. don't know, wh- but I can't. What I can't figure out is why. Why? Like why did this seem <laughs> like a good a, a good so, bet?
2: I will say something. Like I also, you know, I do think that there's something, and of course, yeah, there's a better movie in here, and. You know i was thinking about watching it like there is a narrative in here about women especially at a certain time having really only two professions that were available you know to become a flight attendant was like total access and freedom for a lot of women and um you know there is a there is a powerful story in here, lost somewhere in the
0: deep <laughs> recesses of this movie. Do you think it was um, a drama that they tried to make? Like, do you think it, that, that's
1: like, it's I think yeah. Making it a light comedy seems weird. Like, it seems like Romeo Right, Mich-
0: it was broad as hell at yeah. certain points. But at certain points, it's like super grounded. Light. It's super grounded at certain points. It's like there are moments in here where I'm like. <laughs> They are playing this scene, and maybe this is Gwyneth Paltrow, because I actually, I like Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm on board. I think that she can do comedy. I feel like I would have liked to have seen the Romeo Michelle version of this. Yes! Um, but there are moments where they play, like, her stealing the soap. When Christina Applegate steals the soap, like, that's played too real, in a way. Like, when I think about uh, scenes in Dumb and Dumber, there's something. It's like, well, this is comedic, but maybe it's the actresses are are bringing like too much
1: depth to this. Well, it's unclear. This feels also to me like what and what did you say 2002? What did, oh uh, no, two, it's, probably, well, it's it was going to come out in pre 9/11. So right, it's probably so, a 2001 shot movie. So you think about it like this. You think about uh
0: Romeo Michelle come out in 97, right? So you feel like okay, yeah. let's get this going and it feels like it's in the Zeitgeist to be like we'll make a, we'll make something like that.
1: But this feels a little bit more like um More like the indie indie light Miramax. It's frankly, it feels like a Miramax comedy from that time that weren't very funny necessarily. Like, yeah, it feels like an indie comedy that has like a lot of, frankly, just dramatic actors. And then here we have just Mike Myers as but what if Mike Myers was doing all this nonsense? And there's a version of this movie where I'm like, oh, this could have been an SNL movie. Right. And it would have been or like totally more similar to Romeo and Michelle, but is what we're talking about. But like an SNL movie where yeah, it's like 100%. actually like they had broader characters Spade. who are leaning into the broad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Leaning into the broad elements of it rather than I felt like they kept trying to ground it and then do big, broad bits. And I couldn't tell. I guess what the tone was.
2: I felt like this was sort of a response to the success of Legally Blonde. Oh, Oh, interesting. You know, of this character who is open hearted and wants, um, you know, this thing, but is a good person and super type A and really, you know, studious and earnest and smart. Well, um, but but the difference is like legally blonde. The tone is so clear. Yeah,
1: and and me, her drive is as well. Like absolutely. her goals, her her and each threshold is understood and met. It's like structurally yes. helping.
0: I mean, this is the thing. She her first flight. She's never been on a flight. The way that she freaks out on that flight. That is pure dumb and dumber like that's not it's it's, it's funny i laughed really hard that's a
2: great beat i don't want to forget these beats these beats are funny going into that loaf of bread like i laughed so hard when she was screaming we're gonna crash and just even the shot of her just simply the composition of that shot where she's holding on to the chairs screaming for her life I thought it was quite funny
1: No, and I agree. I think that was very funny. And I think like, but then the button to that broad comedy bit is Rob Lowe coming back to give like a heartfelt, hey, can you okay speech? How you doing?
2: I was terrible. I couldn't walk. I spilled the coffee. Hey. I totally freaked out the passengers.
1: It wasn't exactly a frozen lake up there. Turbulence is tough. You'll get the hang of it. Am I going to get fired? I'm going to get fired. (laughs) Nobody's getting fired. Really. You're going to be a pro. You're going places. You think? I'm a pilot. It's my job to know where people are going. And I was like, oh, wait, is this the movie? Or is that other scene the movie? And I think it wants to have it both ways. But the reality is, like, you can't, I don't think you can have Rob Lowe in that single scene and then never return again. Well, it if, was wild. I, I was like, seeing, I, I don't um, understand. I thought they were gonna be. Go? You're gonna set something. You can't have Rob Do Lowe you play think a... Jason and
2: Paul. That he crashed.
1: Oh, like he yeah. died. Wow.
2: Another flight? I mean, he doesn't have a great record.
1: I think he was kidding with that, but I would <laughs> believe it. I mean, I mean, that's what I, because that's the thing is, like, they set up this airline in Act One that she works for, like, the down and dirty, grungy one. Yeah. You know, like, the airline runs out of a trailer. It's disgusting. Like, that, I was like, okay, this is a funny, broad comic. I like that, but then she shows then up to, yeah. She gets out of that world almost immediately. <laughs> And then
0: I, there's so many things about this movie that I now. here's what I'll say. Uh I believe the person playing the tone perfectly, Candace Bergen. Like Candace oh, yeah. Bergen is like and Kelly, Kelly Preston. Kelly yes, Preston they're uh, both...
2: knows the assignment. And Christina Applegate. Oh, yeah. oh yes,
0: obviously I, Christina I, Applegate. no no, here's what I think is like I feel like they I, I think that Gwyneth Paltrow and Christina Applegate are very funny and good and killing it. But I feel like tonally it's all over the place. And I feel like they're in one movie. Candace Bergen is in one movie. Mike Myers is in a movie that's even more heightened than the the Dumb and Dumber movie. I
1: I think what's really, I think, very difficult and it's hard to watch. And I think is what's creating a bit of the dissonance in watching it for me was that I think Gwyneth Paltrow is a fantastic actor and is electric oh. to watch. Always has been. I'm always a fan. But in this movie, she is able to do the broad, physical, comedic stuff with Christina Applegate when called upon. And that's a movie I would watch like a Romeo and Michelle's. But then the movie also seems to want us to have a an investment in her relationship with the absolutely dead normal Mark Ruffalo. He right. is he is a normal guy in a normal rom-com. Not Mark Ruffalo is not playing the
0: 2000 like Miramax romance yeah, like, like he, he's playing that. And I guess maybe that's a role that women have often been assigned in a comedy. But he's not even laughing at her. He just has a dream. And like what we understand his dream to be is he was going to be a top lawyer in. At one of the biggest firms. And he's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, like, waste my life. I want to go eat great food. I want to travel the world. But I've been in Lake Havasu. There's no good food to be had there. There's no real traveling the world. It's the most landlocked place you could possibly get.
2: It's where you go when actually, like, all your dreams have (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I, have died. I will
0: tell
1: you
2: this,
0: and I, I may I I, have made it. I am I wrong, Paul? No, All I will say All those dreams this, are at
1: the bottom of the lake.
0: <laughs> I will say this, uh, and I may, I may have said this on this podcast before. When June came to visit me in Lake Havasu, she said to me, point blank, uh, you're hanging out with trash. You're becoming trash.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is. That is because when I went to Lake Havasu, Paul had been there for about five weeks, and he, we went out to dinner and he immediately ordered, as though I would, like, as though it was the most normal thing in the world, a blue lagoon, like a giant blue. Frozen drink.
0: Was I and was I, was I like, eating at Chili's six fuck? to seven days a week? Yeah, I was eating at Chili's it six is to seven. Very days. distressing. Ugh. And I
2: saw you ordered that drink. Like what? Yeah, what? We get blue. It's a cocktail. What? And I was like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Like it was. And June, very... I, I want to.
0: I just want to clarify something that you said here. It wasn't frozen. It was just a giant goblet of blue liquid. It was even not. Worse, it, didn't even even the, it didn't even have the. It didn't even have the. Right. It wasn't
2: frozen. It didn't even it have the respect
0: frozen. of being frozen. It was and like. And I just remember <laughs> looking around
2: that restaurant and being like, every single person here is on mess. <laughs> Maybe
1: including Paul. <laughs> you, know. oh, you came to visit so- Paul on set and all of his teeth had fallen out. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I definitely didn't understand Mark Ruffalo's journey because he, yeah, I because don't know. He's what he in a different doing.
1: movie that we frankly well, don't care about.
2: But what was his job on the lake? Okay, the can, was, I can. I think I can.
1: I can break down a little bit of you take that for okay. us. So he is. He was in law school, and he was like one semester away from graduating law school, and he dropped out and ended up. On this uh, as a uh, law enforcement officer, like whatever water. I can't remember what his title is. Yeah. Enforcement officer. Enforcement officer. (laughs) You know, that is some whatever. So then blah, blah, blah. And then Mm -hmm. later when we meet up with him, he's re-enrolled in law school and then becomes a lawyer. So by the end of the movie, he's a lawyer in Cleveland. And that is his life.
2: What type of law does he practice?
1: You know, he gets hired at that firm that she sees announced in the newspaper. Yes, it looked like a it, it looked like an, a, a national a paper of, too. Do a lot of newspapers <laughs> like look? Like it, it had to be a national paper. I don't. She's in. She's not in Cleveland. I don't yeah. think.
0: no, she's so reading. His
1: hiring is an, at a Cleveland law firm is announced in like the Wall Street Journal. How did this get made?
0: How did this get made? We'll be going to the UK in March and April, not just the UK, we're also going to Ireland. And you know what? I am excited to go overseas, but I realized that while I'm spending money over there, I could actually be making some money on the side over here by hosting my place. Now, let me tell you about hosting your place. It's something that you can do. It's available for everyone while you're away. Your home could be an Airbnb now many people uh, host on Airbnb but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't realize that their space could even be an Airbnb I mean hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money so if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an Airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com/ host the big game big mods. First date or first big brake kit? Binge that new show or binge install vids? When you're a real car lover, the choice is obvious. With over 122 million parts to fit your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, turbochargers, LED headlights, exhaust kits, bumpers, roof racks, and engines. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has all the parts you need for the ride you love. Plus, at these prices you're burning rubber, not cash. And with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Philo. I love Philo because Philo remembers when cable TV was affordable. Yes, Philo is the perfect thing for people who love TV and love saving money, which is me, which is you, which is everyone. Philo wants to be your TV solution. They have shows, movies, live TV, all of that for just 25 bucks a month. You can even try it for free with their seven day free trial, no contracts, no commitments, no hassle, just a better way to watch TV. They have an unlimited DVR for one year. Plus you can have multiple profiles and multiple streams. They got movies on there like Kill Bill, Love Actually, Twilight, and you're never going to miss a minute of your favorite shows like Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Friends, Golden Girls, Spongebob, whatever you want, there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. Try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash bonkers. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash bonkers to get 50% off your first month.
2: Here's what I found fascinating about the movie is they present a world in which international first-class flight attendants, and I know there's there's a big difference between serving, like, you know, us in economy and serving people in first class. But at the same time, I'm like, a job is a job is a job. And also, is the pay difference that much where these women who are working international first-class flights can buy Chanel and Louis Vuitton and all of these luxury items? Like, how much are they this making? This is the
0: crazy part of this. You're not, you don't become as wealthy as the class that you're serving. Like, that's what this movie is positing. Well, that's like, what I did. Yeah.
2: I, and, then, and that's what was confusing to me is like it, even if you're serving a bologna sandwich or you're serving, you know, uh, uh you know, filet mignon, like you're still serving food. You're you don't get to eat that well, food is I guess what the, I'm saying. The, the, okay.
1: I believe the I believe the movie is is suggesting A a bit of magical thinking in a way, which is once she gets her internet, once she gets her like her destiny, because the movie keeps coming back to it's your destiny. It's your destiny. And I kept being like, is there like a some sort of magical element to this movie? I don't quite get it. It's your destiny. You have to international to Paris to blah, blah, blah. It almost then seems to suggest like she is granted access to. Absolute luxury. Her clothes change. She has a beautiful New York well, look, City well, apartment. Look at
2: Candace Bergen's uh uh closet. closet. Yeah,
1: everything seems to be like um she no longer seems to be in a job that is frankly a grind. Whoa. Like I, I, she still has to deal with f- the fucking maniacs on an airplane.
2: Mani- well, listen, and I think they've gotten so. You know, we've gotten so much worse there. I do think that plane travel used to be a bit more civilized. But that's why I feel like this movie is appearing. Film. That's what I
1: was just gonna say. You said this earlier, June, because it seems Mm. as though this movie could have been made in the '60s or '70s, and I would understand a little bit more what it was about. Make
0: more sense. Yeah, like that
2: TV show Pan Am.
1: Exactly. Thank you. Perfect.
0: But. Here's yeah, the thing. This is, a, this, this is a this is a movie that takes place here in the 2000s. It's not like yeah, early, but, out. early This outs. is a,
1: this is a movie that, that where Hooters is is referenced.
0: Gwyneth Paltrow is <laughs> living on 5th Avenue, uh yeah. living on 5th Avenue in a very again a very oddly decorated uh oh apartment. God. Uh the but way like, that she painted like blood red. Blood red and the bed is like in the center of the room, which I would imagine is awkward when you have guests over, just be like, the bed is where the couch <laughs> might be. It's it seems a little odd. Um, but her whole, but then also, you know, she's having all this success, all this time, but she's not happy, right? That's mm-hmm. what we know. That's what we're following, and we don't know. You know, I mean, we didn't even talk about the twist, the big giant twist of this whole movie is we said Gwyneth Paltrow going through this rigorous training. This is what I was going back to this Kubrick level style training, and I just felt like when. When she was put there, I really—I mean, did you guys fall for it? Did you think that Mike Myers had it out for her? Mike Myers and his lazy eye, and we have to get—we didn't even talk about Mike Myers yet, because Mike Myers is—and I know we keep on saying—is on a different plane. But Mike—I mean,
1: he's—he's on a literal different plane. He is on it. I
0: mean, Mike (laughs) Myers—I feel like they let him run. Ragged.
1: Oh, and it's like, and it's clear in the bloopers that they're just being like they're letting him do whatever.
0: He's got a cross eye for the entire film, uh, which I uh, pained me to watch because I knew that he was holding it in, you know, or making oh, it. I thought set? it might be a contact. I think it was. Set. Oh, yeah. okay, all right.
2: I don't even know how you would do. Well,
0: I feel like my Mike God. Myers might have that skill set. You know,
1: I might he might have that cross.
2: Maybe. But
0: that's uh, quite a cross. I it's could believe that he
1: spent like three years from the ages of nine to yes. 12 just that's, learning how that, to do that. That,
0: Like that to me is like, oh, he made my dad laugh, you know, and then uh, that was his whole thing, you know. And, and when he gets into the screen and he starts, he is not only he is not only the face of Royalty Airlines. He is the trainer of Royalty Airlines. He's the interviewer of Royalty Airlines. Like at every step of the way,
1: he's he like inv- the the door the woman who was uh, the Vol- Volvania uh, the, yes. in that movie who was open who was the bouncer who was the, the you bartender. give her the password she was then the bartender at the sex club in that movie um, yeah so he's doing
0: everything there's no other employee that we see from Royal Airlines or Royalty Airlines besides Mike Myers he is bringing these people in they're in a classroom setting they're on a plane
1: setting and- you're right though there's no other people in the world and their yeah. entire graduating class of flight attendants f- to to work again it's like a school movie for this portion of it. it there's only like 15 of them like mustn't there be necessary like hundreds and hundreds of new Employees to train and get ready for what is I I'm though, in 2002. It sounds like two. such a
2: sweet gig. That did people ever retire?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well I mean, clearly mm-hmm. Candace Bergen, and
0: but but by the way, he's just as successful as Candice Bergen because he also wrote a book. He has an audio book and an actual book. Candace Bergen has a book. That whole idea that like Candace Bergen is the world's most famous flight attendant. <laughs> that does make me laugh too. It's like I don't
1: even understand how you would get. Again, that that to me feels (laughs) like, that to me feels like Paul, I feel like if you get to the notes section and you're like, this is based on a book written in 1967 this, yes. that they modernized into the like, I would believe that there was a woman who is the most famous flight attendant who would be like on the Merv Griffin show or the Tonight Show as a guest or something like that. But now I just don't think that's true, you know. And I also think right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm certain we have flight attendants in the in the audience. Isn't it a job that is like rife with problematic uh, situations throughout the lifespan of this uh, this job with weren't women subjected to weight requirements and all sorts of like Whoa, they have horrible to put their hair stuff up. inside of this industry?
0: Their hair has to be up. I mean, by the way, she shows up. Not anymore. But at no, point... no, I'm
1: saying. Yeah, I'm saying in the past. You,
2: you, in the world of the
1: movie.
0: In the world of the movie, she puts her hair up for the interview to then go to the bathroom to have her hair down, to get on the plane to have her hair up. Then when she freaks out on the plane, it goes back. That hair is going up and down like an elevator. I I feel like it's like, I don't even understand. Like, I feel like there was a lot of reshoots here, too. One thing, uh, Molly uh, found a piece of information that Mike Myers has uh, two hair people for this movie and Gwyneth Paltrow one.
1: Amazing. Amazing. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it, now was the was his story that he could he so he couldn't be a flight yes, attendant because, because,
0: because he had the because of his
2: it, eye or he couldn't be a pilot No, well, this
0: is the, this other thing about like his why couldn't he be a flight attendant because of his lazy eye i guess because he couldn't see things because sometimes you have to put every document right up to his eye to see it uh which now, did i
2: laugh when he said you know you're landing on runway six and then corrected himself and said, nine. no. Is that in the I movie
1: did. or is that just that's the in, bloopers? That's in the blooper reel <laughs> because, the because, bloopers, but I because did laugh. your big I laugh, did laugh that you just quoted is from the bloopers. Right. And, in, <laughs> Didn't and by make the way, it to the movie.
0: And by the way, that sequence, which he is in a it, it's like a this movie like air has traffic control. Yes. Which is the shittiest set of all time. Like this is a uh, this it's is like a airplane.
1: It looks like airplane. It the movie. looks
0: like it looks like a student production of airplane. Like, <laughs> I, like we'll make our version of that. And and it's so bad. And then what he does and the reason why it's not in the movie, obviously, is because he crashes a plane and then he calms down by ringing the bell. I just want to go. Back to Mark Blucas, who because this movie I don't think understands jobs. Because Gwyneth Paltrow gets a job at Big Lots, and she is a bespoke uh, luggage salesperson. Like she, like I've, i I've think been she's to a, just
1: in the luggage department. She's in the. Luggage I mean, but department. are do you are the you same assigned? way that Mark Mark Blucas leaves her for someone from it, the
0: barbecue. barbecue department? But this is <laughs> what I'm saying. Like I've been to Target, I've been to Big Lots. I don't think that they have people that are just working. Like the, like the luggage, (laughs) like you don't go to get like, oh, I need to go to, the. I need to talk to a luggage expert at Big Lots. At Big Lots, it's like that bag is about the size that I need it to be. That's it. Like she's showing off this bag is like she's doing a
1: Vitamix demonstration at Costco. No, I I agree. And that's okay. So that's another perfect element of the weird dissonance of this movie, which is it purports to be showing you, like, regular people's ordinary lives. Yes. And they're not right. At, it's like a movie that's about the working class that's just written by rich people being like, I think this is what they do. I don't know. Maybe she's the luggage salesperson at the Big Lots store. That's her job. And then, and Mark, you're like, wait, what?
0: And then Mark Blucas is like, I got a promotion and I'm moving into a different Big Lots and I can't take you with me to the next Big Lots. Like, as if... He owns big lots. It's like no, you're just. I think he just wanted to
2: break up with her. Yeah, him.
0: that was. He was just oh. trying to dump her. Oh man, I, I don't even understand why he was trying to dump her. I don't get it.
2: I also don't get. I don't understand why he's trying to dump her. I'm like, she's literally the, the... most beautiful woman it... you'll ever see in your your Full entire stop. life, and she couldn't be less. The movie. The, car. You know.
1: the movie. Gwyneth Paltrow is <laughs> stunningly gorgeous from beginning to end. She she has no glow up whatsoever in her journey. No, she's just absolutely like a smoke show throughout
2: (laughs) i don't think that was anyone's fault though you know you cannot put her on screen i think it's tough yeah it's just like i think i think they made some attempt but it yeah it just doesn't work
1: apple card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card you earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase every day that's three percent on your favorite products at apple two percent on all other apple card with apple pay purchases and 1% on anything you buy with your Titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish
1: right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody loves a little luxury, but doesn't mean they can always afford it. That's why there's Quince. Quince is your go-to for high-quality luxury essentials at Affordable prices like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. Bam! The best part is this. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes on the savings to you. I love my Quince stuff. I'm wearing my cashmere quarter zip and it looks good and i'm matching it up with a quince hat a little beanie for the cold and it is perfection give yourself the luxury you deserve with quince go to quince.com slash bonkers for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash bonkers to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash bonkers i thought
2: this is interesting too which we haven't even talked about is like the fact that Christmas stakes are sort of inserted into the movie is so haphazardly like at one point I'm like is this a Christmas film because then the third act of the movie she's racing to Mark Ruffalo to get to him I think on Christmas Eve Well,
1: I think it's the day okay. after Christmas and, or, and, or, okay, the day and they're taking down why the wasn't she wearing that red they're, sweater they're
0: taking down the ornaments the day after Christmas. this family doesn't fuck around they're wearing red sweaters on Christmas <laughs> <laughs> the day after, it's like it's done. We're gone. Yeah, we're, we're done. At. Everyone's out of the is house. Way too quick. Well,
2: I think that's insane. I think it's
0: nuts. Um, I think that the, the, it seems like
1: absolutely. Seems like Mark. To do day it after.
0: Seems like Mark Ruffalo and her left the night of Christmas. Be like, we got to get out of here. That was we, it. We did it. We took the family picture. We're
1: gone. Also, why didn't she put the red sweater they gave her to if, to be wearing the red why sweater she wear in the, the picture? picture? Jason? They just gave I'll it never to you. Know. Put it on. And I think
2: put it on for that picture. And their family was nice think to her, right? Part of Incredible. Her. I think the family was lovely. I think a part of her thought.
1: The, I can't wait no, for yeah, this red sweater. That's yeah. what I think too. But it made
0: what would it would have made a beautiful <laughs> it would have made a beautiful twist if she wore the sweater
1: after. Like if it she came, if she showed well, up if she showed up in I the thought sweater. she was
2: going to show up but in the if, red sweater but she if did this not. this
1: Person who dumped me and then doesn't call but shows up at Christmas wearing the sweater, I would be like, you psycho, get out of here. Like, that's what I wrote. I was like, she flies this 12-hour flight, all this hubbub to get back to him. It's 2003. She can call him. She can call him and say, hey, can I talk to you? Can we have an adult conversation? But the movie wants to be romance, but it's not.
2: And it's not also because like we've, we haven't we have felt a connection really to Christmas. Like no. if, if it was like every the Christmas is my whole thing of I just hate being alone on Christmas. I want to find something that. It's never for when, for example, she
1: never... when she goes but, to her friends for Christmas, her friend invites her in New York to Brooklyn to Christmas. Right. And it's like, whose who's house is friend? this? Who are all these people? From? Make them take a family picture that she sees and it reminds her of the family she could have been a part of. And that put her, that in, the send, yes, give, give put her in the red sweater. Yes. Give give something Well the red sweater.
2: so she finally does catch up with him.
0: Wait, can you just talk about tells- when she first comes into the house? I don't know what okay, oh, so with she, the grandmother? She first, yes. She first knocks oh, on the, the door, grand- and it's not even his house, it's the family house. She opens the door, walks
1: in, bold, uh, you know, bold
0: move, and then has this monologue. Again, this,
1: remember the Jude Law Gretchen Maul movie? It's kind of the same. Almost the same house. Yeah, go ahead. And Sorry.
0: has this monologue about the mistakes that she made. And to this woman, who is completely ignoring her. And I'm like, okay, here's the funny thing. She's going to turn around and, you know, say, oh, I, I, I have my, I didn't put my hearing aid in. I didn't do anything. There's a joke here. There's a, this is a funny setup because she's having this no, heartfelt monologue.
1: And no, it, no. I don't even the know. The old like, woman it, keeps looking at her, but then just going back to her, Chore of taking slowly all of the elements, uh, all of the ornaments, rather yeah. off of the Christmas tree.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, the, yeah, you're no, right. I thought it
1: was going to be that as well, because that's what the the vi- the visual language of the movie is telling us. There's a joke here, yes. but there isn't. <laughs> wow.
2: Yeah, there isn't. Well, when she finally gets to Mark, she does tell him that. You know, she thought she wanted this. She really wanted him. She understands that now. And then they get back together. Now, we also haven't even talked about when he said that he had a school partner, which is a phrase I've never heard before.
0: But again, she's pizza with everything on it. School, okay, partner. school partner Their is first, just a
2: brand you, you new idea that not study partner yeah, school,
1: school partner. partner who said for that? a lawyer and you For know a know, lawyer. you know lawyer you know mark ruffalo was like it's weird nobody calls this a school partner but we need the part we need partner so no, can i just let's say my project partner we're working on a pro you know like my school anyway
2: short she makes this you know they get back together and she says so easily. Like, you're my essentially like you're my destiny yeah. right and this is my destiny
0: mm-hmm. cut too. He's like, I don't want you. He's like, I don't want right. you. He's like, I don't want you to not do the thing Keep that you, you want to do. Life. Yeah, I don't want to ground
2: you, I,
1: basically, here yes, in Cleveland.
2: Overlap with a voiceover before we see her. Sally had said that life is a series of arrivals and departures. But I learned there is more than one way to spread your wings. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, welcome to Cleveland's Hopkins International Airport. Please keep your seatbelts fastened until we reach the gate.
2: We know you have a choice when you travel, and we thank you for choosing Royalty Express. If this is just a stopover for you, we do wish you a safe and pleasant continuation of your journey. And if Cleveland is your final destination, welcome home. This is interesting because I didn't, it didn't sound like her voice.
1: Well, you're about to realize why.
2: <laughs> but I genuinely was like, is, I just was very confused about whose voice it is. And 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 the voice is saying something along the lines of like, we know you have s- several options when it comes to travel, but we're going to get you there safely. Blah, blah, blah. Um, please listen to your whatever it says, some sort of flight announcement. And then we slow the camera slowly finds its way into the cockpit. It's tra- the, see the camera has been
1: tracking through the airplane on one of yes, her flights. thank you, Jason.
2: Yes, we're seeing other, a flight attendant looks a lot like her, who's sitting down, you know, getting into her jump seat, and then we see the co-pilot as we head into the, to the uh, little crew area, the the cabin, the pilot's cabin. Then we see the head pilot
0: turn around, <laughs> <and> it's <laughs> going to the waterfront. Now, on. was she giving that monologue to the airplane? Yes. Yes.
1: I don't get what this movie's about. That felt like, that really felt like a reshoot. That felt like, I don't know, the end's not working. What if she becomes a pilot? Like, the training to
0: become a pilot seems really intense.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: she should be much older. And it
1: seems as though she's a pilot, like, six months later. Yes. (laughs) Like, she would have had, she would, in order to become, like, a like commercial airline pilot, she would have had to go through like I don't know six years. I don't know. Like I f- know
2: they make it seem like it's like of at hours? A talent agency. Like yeah. you work in the mailroom and then you go up as to if. Assistant well, and then you, you go did. To, it's like no, it's a completely you different. Did. Like you did do first class international. You military.
0: No, you did first class international. We'll get you behind it. We'll get we'll get you as co pilot first for a couple of weeks and then we'll sw- switch over to pilot.
2: And she's not even looking but out the why window. why did she it want does, to do this? Yeah. What does this change it, for it, it, her and her relationship with Margaret? That's Okay. That's it.
0: Why why is
1: her want different now? Okay,
0: like, by the way, to learn to be a pilot. To learn to be a pilot, it takes six to twelve months with a minimum of forty logged flying hours. Oh, that's not, long. And, oh, that's not uh, right. You, you must not get certified so as a private pilot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Then,
1: Wait, that's that's not to be a commercial airline pilot. That might be for like a Cessna.
2: It says FAA requires 1,500 hours to fly as an airline pilot, okay, so
1: wow. can be earned that makes in two more years. Sense. That's what I felt like was true. Yes. Yeah.
0: 1,500 hours. So she'd have to be clocking that. About two years.
1: She's got to f- clock that by herself. Yeah. No, that seems this, I mean, well, I mean, that, but again, this movie really- If the movie was more fun and fantastical, I genuinely wouldn't care. I wouldn't be poking at these. But the movie also wants to exist in the logical world where she wants to settle down in Cleveland with it's a love story at the end. It's not this fun in the sky kind of broad comedy at the end, except that at the very end, she has the glasses down like this and gives us a wink to the camera. She gives a wink to the camera. At the end of the movie, like, can you believe this?
2: <laughs> can you believe this? Well, we don't know what we're supposed to believe. Like, it seems like this. I'm not. I don't know what has changed
1: for her. Uh, uh, correct.
2: Nothing. Correct.
1: Because <laughs> because know. here's the thing. Here's the know. at the end of the movie, she's now she's now decided I'm going to be in love. She's decided, and so the cut to the future isn't now. They have a beautiful, loving family, but she still gets to do what she loves. the The, the cut to the future is. Guess what? Now she's a pilot. Well, but, he, Wait, but what? To, to June's Why? point,
0: so to June's point, and this goes back to what we were saying about Big Lots, this movie posits that when you are a pilot, you have way more control over your schedule versus a flight Which
2: may, listen, a a which flight may attendant. be true to us. I'm sure that
0: is probably I think you work true, for an airline. Have... I think you work. I don't think that anyone is. I don't You know, know what I pick... think?
1: I'll tell you what I think. This is what I think. And I think it is just craven movie nonsense. I think they were like, well, It's not enough. We've already shown that she doesn't want to be a flight attendant who works out of Cleveland. And it's not enough that she goes back to Cleveland to choose the guy because that's giving up on her dreams. So the movie has to end with an elevated dream come true for her professionally. So the only thing that's available is she becomes a pilot. It might as well have been in the future she's the drummer for Motley Crue. It doesn't make any difference. And
0: just so you know, too, a pilot has to bid for his or her schedule using a custom, uh, like a, a company system. So it's there's not like they're they're just... Saying, well, I hope I'd like to get this day off or that day Do off. Do
1: you think that this movie is like, hey, America, get back in the sky? Well, we I know, mean, this... we know shit's been crazy the last few years since September 11th. You know what? We were here's making a movie to that. that feel good about get back getting back in the sky again. <laughs> All right. So
0: here's what I'm looking at. <laughs> uh, flight attendants and pilots essentially pick their schedules the same exact way. You know, so there is no there's no freedom that she's getting. By being a pilot, more than she's
1: just. I agree. A pilot? It makes it it make, it, it, answer, it it introduces new problems rather than answering any questions. It is yeah because it's, it's creating a nightmare because she just wants to yeah. be or unless
0: she could work anywhere.
2: I don't know. I do not
0: know.
1: I. I, I think I'd like to stay on with the two of you as long as possible for us to figure it out.
0: <laughs> well look, while we think about it a little bit more, let's just take a look and, and and go a deep dive into some second opinions.
1: The movie was a piece of shit. Yet this person recommends it. Maybe that art is subjective I need a second
0: opinion All right, these are uh, second opinions that are culled from Amazon. Uh, these are five-star reviews. Now, this movie is... Um, Pretty well reviewed here. Uh, it has an average of 4.6 out of 5 stars. Um, it has 1,389 total reviews. Like I said, 78% are 5 stars. And I want to read you some of these. They all are pretty wonderful. Amanda Diane Standish writes Great movie. It was so true to life. It was astounding. 5 stars. And now we're getting into this zone. School mom writes, very cute, surprisingly accurate. If you do the research, you will find that this movie does the exact same training that stewardesses do online. Just ask your YouTube stewardess. So, yes... There are required bikini scenes, and she moves up from the tiny town in the trailer park where she was a child in her small town to discover who she can be as an adult, charming and engaging characters I watched together with my daughters who are possibly interested in becoming an airline attendant. A few well-known actors and actresses, not bad. It's, It's a mix of a lot of different things. And then school mom goes on to say, she finishes the review, but then comes back and edits and says... You don't think about the stewardesses as much more than a glorified waitress, but she is actually responsible for your life in an emergency (laughs) and must be somewhat athletic, intelligent, and super patient with the passengers. Five stars. And then Christine K. Mitchell writes, I love this movie because it gives me a good idea about becoming a flight attendant. I chose this movie because I wanted to know what a flight attendant has to go through. I'm mm. really looking forward to becoming a flight attendant one day. Mm.
1: Five stars. Oh, I'd then like sh- to hear a, a follow up.
0: <laughs> and, and then this is my favorite one here from Shirley. This movie makes me laugh. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm born in Cleveland.
1: Five stars. (laughs) So this is Cleveland-based humor? (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is good for people. If you're from Cleveland, you'll like it more.
0: Oh, my gosh. So people like this movie. Uh, I mean, you know, I feel like this is a movie built for cable in the sense that if whenever you tune into it, it's a different movie. Like, so if you get Mm -hmm. up to go to the bathroom and you come back, you're like, oh, what's this movie on now? It's as if... It's a montage of a lot of different movies. I think it's a built-for-TV movie.
1: If yeah, I was gonna say it feels to me like like a movie that that kind of just doesn't get made anymore, where they like force a bunch of people to make a movie against their will, um, <laughs> who are somehow uh, tied to or tethered to a studio, um, you know. And yet, they did seem
2: to be having a lot of fun in those bloopers. Now, what something happened in those bloopers, which really upset me, which was Mike Myers scolding Gwyneth Paltrow for laughing. Yeah. And I just gave me a little, yeah, it made me feel bad. It made me very uncomfortable. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> it made me very uncomfortable. Actually, let's play
1: that clip. That is s. Do you want to know what's bull S? Action! <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't keep laughing at that. That's e I'll get it I'll get it the bloopers are 90 percent Mike Myers just do just riffing and doing bits and frankly to watch it I was like this is too much this I this must have been annoying
2: I know and I'm also like there's this sense from the bloopers like the filmmakers are like we know what you loved about the movie and we know what you didn't get enough of
0: and then they go. added a dancing. This is for you. This is for you guys. And this is like a something about Mary special, like something about Mary started this idea of like we'll have the whole cast dance at the end. It's going to be in Greece, I guess. You know, to a certain, but Greece is a musical at least. It, it also felt
1: sense. to me like Mike Myers, as we said earlier, was in a different movie. And frankly, and I, and I, it, frankly, I think that would have been a more in, a more Romeo and Michelle's style yes. movie. And as a result, because he's the only person executing that tone, it just feels wildly out of place. And now in 2023, like deeply inappropriate.
0: Well, also Josh Molina did say once Mike Myers came aboard the film, (laughs) it amped up the tone in a way that was unexpected because I think he had to answer to playing a gay character and Molina, Molina. Yes. Josh Molina. Yes. And, uh, and he said, well, you know, once, once Mike Myers came in, it really, it kind of Put the balance of the film uh, off kilter a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I, I buy that. No, it was, uh, it's too much. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, just so, you, just so you guys know, they did cut out cameos by Robert Stack and Regis Philbin. Uh, oh, that's which funny. I don't know why they were not in there. The cameo by George Kennedy was a, a tip of the hat to the film Airport. Yeah. A- and um, you did know, did you and-
1: notice that when she's on a date with Ruffalo? He says to her, apropos of nothing, "Don't run with scissors," which is the name of another Gwyneth Paltrow movie. Oh, interesting! Is he there's also
2: in that? Weird. There's just weird moments. And Paul, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of with you now. That there's, you know, there the cheese pizza stuff, and and then there's that moment also where he finds her in Cleveland, and he's like, "Can I take this chair?" And she says, "Sure," yeah. not looking up. And then he he goes to pull it
0: when she's underneath
2: her, <laughs> oh, oh, it was so strange
0: Yeah, because
1: that that seemed like something like, well, they it yeah. felt like they thought. OK, so that's a great example. June, thank you. The chair is a great example of things I believe the movie believes are jokes and they are not.
2: Well, that Oh, really, oh. I thought the movie was like, this is to me, I got the sense that this is a movie written by someone who. Has like never dated, dated, and was like, This is a cute way to interact with someone.
1: Yeah. I know what you're kind saying. I know like, what you're yeah. saying. I felt like the cute. movie, I feel like stuff like, I felt like there was a bunch of stuff that to me feels like it was, there was a pass on the draft, maybe kind of what you're saying, Paul, that is related to. Romy and Michelle's or um, uh, something about Mary or where they were like, let's do a pass and just put some goofs in. Yes. Let's put a goofs Mm. in to a script that maybe previously was much more about a you know, trailer park, child, unwanted, miserable childhood turns into exploring the world, reaching your destiny, maybe something that wasn't as broad. And that there was a past that put in broad jokes, hired Mike Myers, and the movie just, it becomes like a jumble of tones and 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 and, and weird plot digressions. Yes, uh, you know, and, and I will
0: say this much, um, what could have been Gwyneth Paltrow also in a movie called Sliding Doors, and because, <laughs> um, because this movie took so long to make, she missed out on being in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. She couldn't make it, so she had to drop out at the last second, and then Kate Hudson replaced her. So that's a sliding door scenario. Interesting. I will say that the other thing about this guy, the director of this, Bruno Barreto, Portuguese uh, director, one of the biggest uh, film directors of uh, in Brazil, uh, has really only made dramas. And so uh oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and so we made these movies like Four Days in September or uh Bossa Nova uh, you know uh Tati, he made uh, a, a cop movie with Billy Baldwin before this. They, not really the guy yeah. that's gonna be delivering uh
1: the it, comedy. That makes sense. Then I that that makes sense that it's not as somebody who has a light touch or comm- That makes sense as to why the mm-hmm. movie feels so like with without stakes and aimless and kind of not fun for what is obviously a movie that's supposed to be about people having fun, you know, uh, you know, More and, often uh, than not.
0: and he was uh, married to Amy Irving for quite some time. Um And here's what I'll tell you. Here's a uh, I think we've would we recommend this movie. I mean, June, I know you came in hot.
2: I know. And it's like you guys, you know, I, I hate doing this podcast sometimes <laughs> because I just sometimes I just want to sit and watch a movie, you know, without all this discussion around it because it did, this movie washed over me rather nicely. And I did genuinely enjoy seeing a lot of these people on screen together. I just did. I enjoyed seeing Christina Applegate. I enjoyed seeing, yeah, Uh, the two of them in in a flight attendant dorm room together in their PJs. I was like, I, thank you on a on a Wednesday afternoon. It was but I would still especially in rather, the context of this. Yeah, of course, of course. But in the context of this podcast and what I am subjected to. Oh, yeah, sure. OK, for me, this was a breath of fresh.
1: I this was I agree a with, welcome yeah. relief. I agree with you in the sense that like it is it's very good performers trying their best in something that doesn't live up to the amount of quality they are putting into sure. it, right? So it sure. makes it a much easier thing to watch than some of the other movies that we are forced to watch, which truly are a, a, like either a mess or don't add up or are really frustrating. This wasn't frustrating. I just felt no. kind, Weird. Of, kind of bored. Honestly, it, I just I, felt like it was flat. And uh, there were times that I re- I was enjoying moments or performances or whatever, but I was it just felt boring at a lot of in a lot of. I just didn't. I don't know. It felt like
0: walking into a house, and every door led to a room that you did. Like it just. I was always a little bit off. Wait, on, where do the doors go? The doors go to the cheese pizza place. <laughs> and now
1: hear me out. <laughs> um, but here's no, what I'll say. All the movies we're referencing as as like Romeo and Michelle's something about Mary. Mm. Watch all of those movies instead of this movie. You know what I mean? Like, there's (laughs) so many movies that are. Yeah, I know.
0: It just needed a comedy director, and I feel like somebody must have dropped out, and they assigned it to this guy, Bruno Beretti, And the taglines for these movies are uh, "Don't stop till you reach the top," a comedy that goes for first class and prepare for her arrival. Uh, I will say that in the research of looking up stuff about this movie, Roger Ebert liked this movie, gave it three stars, said this is a beautiful journey, and and he thinks that uh, just like Top Gun brought m- young men to the Air Force, oh this movie would be uh, would bring young children to okay. flight attendants.
1: And I will and say we, We've seen that that has been proven true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, I will also say that this is a great movie that ends on the same song, begins and
1: ends on the same
0: song. And,
1: uh, and... Oh, and it's throughout. Actually, I'm so sorry, Paul. It doesn't just begin and end. You're talking about True Colors? Oh, not True Colors. Isn't it? uh, Wait, is it True? Because True Colors is woven into the movie multiple times in both vocal and instrumental versions. Oh, wow. That's very true. But but I'm sorry. You're talking about a different song. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. No,
0: I was just saying just the uh, Don't Stop Believing.
1: Yes, you're right.
0: Yeah. Because that really is the theme of the movie. Don't Stop believing. Because one day... You'll get to something that you didn't even believe in because it's actually it's more convenient, I I guess. Or
2: it's like beyond your wildest dreams. Like, I think that's maybe it's like beyond your I, I don't know. I do not know. And also there's a world in which, like, I guess maybe she's not with Mark Ruffalo at the very end when she's a pilot, because that's what's really confounding. No, she it's is. Like, that
1: would be incredible. Well, but but <laughs> if she's if like she making is, out with Rob they, Lowe, <laughs>
2: but they set it up like it's a choice, no, but it's not.
1: Well, I feel like what they're saying is it's not enough to just choose Ruffalo. She also has to choose herself as well, which must mean she has to become a pilot. It's not enough to go to Cleveland, be a flight attendant and marry Ruffalo. That's that's not um, believing in your dreams. That's somehow making a step backwards or something. So she must have had another great uh, destiny, another great ambition, which is she becomes a pilot. So it weirdly is at the end Mm -hmm. of the movie, a fuck you to flight attendants. Right. Because she doesn't go. Like you fucking
2: idiots. You should
0: just become pilots. If you're out of Cleveland,
1: it's not worth it. So become a pilot. (laughs) The only
0: good good flight attendant gig is one. There's only one good flight attendant gig. The rest is all trash.
1: international first class. Everybody else is garbage.
2: It seems like that's true. I mean, I do think this. Well, I think this is an incredibly difficult job.
0: I think it's a difficult now, job. more than I think ever. Now, now, this, now this is an ever. impossible job. I think this job. is
2: an incredibly difficult job. Shout out to all of the flight attendants out there oh, who, yeah. who are doing it because my God, my God.
1: And, the, yeah, and especially these last, these last three and a half years have just been me? a disaster for that industry.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, we are just boarding planes full of monsters. Um does yes. any
0: oh Truly. It's, it's ridiculous yes. it's so Truly. upsetting. Upsetting. Yes. Um does anyone want to say anything about uh Christine Applegate uh pounding growth, Paltrow's face into bread?
1: Incredible. I feel like I've spoken it.
2: about it multiple times. Yeah. Yes. It's fan- <laughs> it
1: is but it deserves repeating. Just for amazing. everybody, there is a there is a fight scene. Again, this is post September 11th, but Christina Applegate, having been fired by the airline, is somehow able to walk onto uh, uh, Gwyneth. Fired Paltrow's from the airline by steal for stealing shotshkeys, like little like <laughs> and little little... B- little bottles of booze. Well. <laughs> Anyway, but she's able to walk back and have a fist fight with Gwyneth Paltrow in first class uh, on one of the planes. And the fight is so funny. And they do. She smashes Gwyneth Paltrow's face into like a loaf of sourdough bread.
2: For that moment alone, it is worth it. A loaf as if it just came out
0: of the oven.
1: Ugh. A giant, full, lo- <laughs> round loaf. Um, Man, I would have liked some of these people to come back. You know, I wanted to know some of these stories. I was interested in well, some of these players. and it, instead what I they wanted kept... to tell you yeah, both. Go ahead. The
0: reason why I picked this movie is because I am developing this into a limited series. We got the entire <laughs> cast back. 20 years later, we're going to bring it back. We're going to go back to the top one more time, guys. We're... Rob Lowe is on. <sighs> Everybody is signed back on. <laughs> That
1: would be <laughs> that would be kind of amazing. Yeah, it would be great. It's this is stars. the kind of movie. This is the kind of movie instead of making legacy sequels or uh, to like beloved movies. Yeah. I'd love it if you took a movie that was genuinely unsuccessful. I think everybody and you saying that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow said this was a bad movie. Yeah. Genuinely taking an unsuccessful movie and turning it into something. Let's take incredible, shot. That I have always, I awesome.
0: always believe that that's the secret to remakes. Um, I just want to call it one thing, which is uh, Richard Ayawade wrote a book called Ayawade on Top. It is a full book only on this movie. It takes, it breaks down this movie. It is like it's three hundred pages. Babe, this is the book that I was reading and <laughs> laughing out loud. Remember, you were like, what are you reading? And I'm like, I'm reading this book oh, about a Gwyneth right. Paltrow movie. I would read her chapters or ch- oh, sections. It is one of the funniest what? books I've ever read. Oh, it is, I'm going to get this. That get, sounds amazing. It, and it has an audio component, too. You could listen to the audio. It is Done. so fucking funny. And it's, uh, you know, I, I I didn't see this movie before reading that book. And it's... And I didn't even watch the movie after reading the book. I didn't need to. It's so good. It is. It is so funny. So That's I just want to plug that as one of my favorite things I've read in recent uh, memory. Uh, it was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. I wanted to watch what like what could inspire a three hundred page book. Yeah. It literally well, breaks it down,
1: scene by scene. I and get not- it because there. It, I get it because of kind of what we've been talking about, which is when you watch this, you are like, why isn't this working? Like yeah. you, you really wow, are. The
2: are in it's place. very
1: frustrating because it really should work. These are good actors giving, who have chemistry with each other, giving good, ostensibly good performances in service of, I don't know what.
0: You know, I mean, he he treats this like it is, uh, like <laughs> like it is, um, <laughs> peck and paw to Paris by way of Nevada and other places we don't care about. Wow. <laughs> what do we got to talk about here? June, I know you have a big event coming up.
2: Yes. On May 13th, the Deep Dive and Bitch Session are coming together to host I'd Hit That, which is uh, our big extravaganza pick, pickleball tournament slash show slash dance party slash everything. And Paul is going to be our our DJ And It's going to be so much fun if you head to janeclub.com slash pickleball and use code H-D-T-G-M. That's code H-D-T-G-M at checkout. You can get 15% off of tickets and they are going fast.
1: Nice. (laughs) I love it. I love Um, it. Uh I can't wait that's amazing. I you guys have introduced me to pickleball and it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, you were, good, Jason, yeah, you were we very good. You. Um I you know, I'd like to get better. I'd like to get better. Um, I'll throw out a plug for the animated show Housebroken that I do um, one of the voices of, a show about people's pets when the people aren't around uh, and the mischief they get into. It is on Fox uh, Sunday nights. It's on Fox Sunday nights. Season two is uh, going right now. Please uh, tune in. And also, Uh, On Paramount Plus, uh, Star Trek Prodigy, one of the best uh, animated Star Trek shows, as well as Lower Decks um, that you both have been on. Uh, Fantastic. But Star Trek Prodigy, it needs your eyeballs. So watch the whole show on Paramount Plus, please.
0: Completion rate, people. Completion. Right, is the secret of success here. Uh,
1: all oh, right, everybody. And I'm sorry, yeah. just because this movie had like light rom com vibes, I would like to just put a call out to everybody to please watch the British rom com Rye Lane that's on mm. Hulu. I'm not uh, associated with this at all. This is a plug for something I watched and loved. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic, a deeply funny and compelling and lovely and sweet, like straight up rom com. It's funny. I'm. I was completely on board for the love story. The performances are great. Rye Lane. I love it. I'll say this: that if you want to see
0: Jason and I in uh, Los Angeles, a lot of times you can catch us at Largo doing our improv show, Dinosaur, which uh, is a monthly show, and it's always a great cast of uh, fun people. The show may be over, but it continues next week on Last Looks. That's right. We want you to join us on Last Looks to tell us all the things that we might have messed up, that we might have gotten wrong, and you get a chance to prove that you are better than us. You can do that very simply by going to our Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm, or you can call me at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. I also run a very impromptu uh, advice line. So if you have any problems, I am there to solve. Normally, I'm joined by Jason on Last Looks, so tune in to Last Looks to hear interviews with some of our great past guests, some deleted scenes, and so much more, including what we're watching next week. You know what? If you're a big How Did This Get Made fan, that means you must have some merch. And if you need our merch, go to tpublic.com stores slash H-D-T-G-M. That's T-E-E public.com. You can find us online everywhere And on any kind of social platform at HDTGM. And if you really just want to go old school, check out our website at HDTGM.com that has links to everything you could possibly imagine. But this show, what you're listening to right here, couldn't be done without a couple of things. First of all, you listening, but more importantly, I'm talking about the amazing producerial work of Scott Sani, Molly Reynolds, and our movie picking producer, Avril Halley, our engineer, Alex Gonzalez, and our publisher, July Diaz. People, they make the trains run, and we love them. So, we will see you next week for Last Looks, and until then, bye for now.
1: Now, you get out of here. Get out of here.
0: Oh, and Donna, fly away.